Welcome to the 19th episode of the Facilitator M podcast. I'm Jim Rice, and I'll be your host today. This podcast has been created as a platform to discuss issues relevant to GP missionaries in phase four and five fields. Today we'll have with us uh, a young lady named Donnie, who is a friend of mine who I've known for a number of years. Uh, she just recently returned uh, to her home country from uh, a next experience, and uh, we believe that God has her on uh, a pathway to serve interculturally in the future. Uh, she will uh, very shortly be heading to a, another Ibero country uh, to serve cross-culturally, uh, study, and do some church planting. Uh, Dani, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure for me to be with you here. Just in a, a nutshell, uh, tell me about uh, your time serving with Next, some of the highlights. Well, it was such a special time for me. I've never thought that serving for two months in that area would impact and change my life as much as it did. Like, it was a special time. What is it that attracted you? Uh, what was what drew you to uh, serve with Next? I can say it was only God. <laughs> he was leading me to the process, and I would never imagine trying to go to those places and serving the people. And it it was only God pouring His love and and that need on my heart, how much he loves the people and how much he needs us as his child to go there with him and reach other people that has never heard about him, sadly. And so uh, thinking about the whole process of, of hearing about Next, getting in contact with him, uh, the process to get ready to go, uh, give us some highlights of, of what it was like for you uh, in your preparation and the process to, to go uh, to a, another country and serve with Next? Well, I think that I started when I was pretty young on my youth group serving and trying to listen to my leader, like, go, we need to walk. You know, they were always trying to push me to serve and only serving the Lord, I was going to find my place on, on his mission, my, the prophesied plan he, he, that he has for me. So I started serving as 15 years old, I think, and trying to do things that I was afraid of or I didn't want to do with more people or traveling to another city in my country and serving churches over there. But after that, he was like, just like now keep pushing me to more steps to do more and more. Okay, you already did this. So now you can go to experience a cross-cultural yeah, trip to another country and get trained just to bump the, bu the bubble. The, it was in my mind, like just for my country, you know, my culture and knowing more about him and the whole world. <laughs> so going to the cross-cultural trip from our region, it was a very important thing in my life. On the trip, I said, I'm, I'm going to serve him 
whatever he wants. I start, just started to see a small part of his heart for the world. So I just wanted to continue seeing more about it and what he has on that for me. You know, he was inviting me to do, do that. And then he was using invitation, uh, more invitations, invitation, invitations to go to uh, um, missionary camps in another country to go and serve in another uh, culture closer to my country and more trainings and study Bible school opportunities to go to a poor countries in my Latino countries and serve. So being open to listen God to do all those things and walk with him and believe on him, trusting that he, that was the way he was uh, doing for me. It was very important, you know, to go to the Fortiso, uh, to be a stand on my proposal today and say, well, I'm, I believe that it is what God wants me to do. As you think about uh, how you got from a 15 year old teenager uh, to where you are today, uh, how you went from a time where you really didn't want to even leave your city and certainly didn't want to like translate or stand up in front of people and talk uh, to, uh, and I, I think the missionaries I'm, we're talking to will understand this, promoting yourself as you got ready to go with local churches and other places where you had to go out and basically do what all of GP missionaries do. And that is say, here's where God's calling me. Uh, I need your help in prayer and giving to get there. Uh, was that something that, that came easy for you or was that difficult to ask people for help? Well, I don't think it came easy, <laughs> especially when you're a teenager, <laughs> you're a lady, you're too young, you're a woman. And, and being in a culture that is normal to do what all people do, you know, you have to go to school, you have to go and celebrate with your friends, do whatever you want to hang out. And no being a church serving <laughs> why you're supposed to translate for more people like why do you want to do things that you don't like it or probably you are afraid about it you don't want to do it so it was not that easy and but more than with people around me was with myself too <laughs> you know that battle that you are kind of afraid of what am I doing is it the way I'm supposed to walk through or is what God is leading me to do? I was too young, I still been young, but I was too young. Like, am I listening really God's voice or am I kind of with my emotions or what am I doing? Who should I listen to, to my leaders, to my parents, to my friends? So it was, uh, I'm not gonna say it was too hard, but it was hard to kind of stand, <laughs> chill and say, no, this is, this is God, you know, I want to follow him after everything. And even when all the things happening around me, family, friends, many, many things. And it was very, very important for me to have my uh, mentors or my leaders with me. Uh, like, well, they're living this kind of life that God is invite, inviting me to, you know, the, the GP missionaries and and I was not thinking I want my life to look like that, theirs, but it seems like they are obeying the Lord and I want to be obedient too. 
and I wanted to found um, my place in God's plan too. I want to feel plenty on that and serving God and loving him. So that was the real important thing to me uh, to do. So as, uh, as you're speaking to missionaries, GP missionaries in uh, phase four and five fields, which means fields kind of like Ecuador, uh, uh, Colombia, uh, Brazil, uh, Panama, Costa Rica, fields that are basically operating on their own. They may have missionaries or may not have missionaries, but in this case, they will have missionaries because these are the GP missionaries that are listening. Um, what would you say to them as far as how can they encourage young people uh, to answer God's call? Uh, first of all, to missions, uh, to a, a greater worldview where we see past our own uh, home church or hometown. Uh, but really into just doing, hearing and obeying God in their lives. How can, how can these missionaries, both themselves and then encourage the leadership within their national churches to encourage young people to answer God's call? I think the way the, the missionary can uh, teach God's model like his way to do things and what he wants, what he has on his heart is different than saying, hey, this is good, this is right, and you have to do this. You know, it's different like religion of just like showing or modeling God's, um, God's shape with their lives and opening their, their hearts, their lives, and their, even their house, you know, to say, hey, this is us. <laughs> And even we have all these wrong things. We love God and we want to love others. We want to love you guys. And we want to continue the same thing. So the way they were um, discipling me and the way that God did, you know, personal discipling, like friendship discipling, you no know, like another class. Uh, it was not pushing me, only, pushing only me, but more people like trying to, uh, understand like what they have you know is <laughs> different we want to find this special thing that they want that they have to um, so the the way biblical biblical way that they were uh, working on and being really intentional with people so did you ever feel pressured to do intercultural ministry or did that really come from the Holy Spirit, God speaking to you? Of course, it came from, from God, Holy Spirit. And I see the way the missionaries can see God give, gives them, you know, the um, on eyes, uh, hard to see which people has the specific things that God can use. And to see, hey, you can be so useful in God's hands in this way. And just offering that to you, <laughs> you can see, right. well, Probably yes, I can be. I can be a good tool in God's God's hand, but I make the choice, you know, by my by myself. So I never felt pressure, and that's something I love about my call and my process. That God only was always like, 
hey, this is what I have for you, you know, through your your mentors, through your pastor, through your parents, through the Bible. But you're always you you can see you if you want it or not. So the gentle way or his heart, you know, to say this is this you want it or not. You want to continue. You want to know more or not. As you talked about earlier, this has been a process from you from the time you were uh, around 15 that God's been working. It's kind of like as he grows us spiritually, there's the layer that he asks us to do. And then we think, okay, we've gotten through that. But then there's another layer and he just keeps growing you. Uh, And as you know very well by what you've already said, by looking at the other missionaries and other people and leadership and mentors that you've had in your life, He's going to keep doing that with you. Uh, how was going to the next program one of those layers? Or was it one of those layers that God worked on with you? Well, all this spiritual growing, it was yeah, very important for me to kind of understand, and especially my relationship with him. Uh, I could never go... Well, I could go to that kind of places, you know, to visit. But the way that he works on those places and the way he can work through you on those places spiritually is kind of different when you have been on a process and you know that that is God and how to follow him and how to listen to him. And after all the things I have been through. So it's very important and especially in those places that are, are kind of dangerous to be who you are, you know, and to be really sure about this is who I am. This is all that God has made through my life, you know, in my life all these years. And I believe it. And that's the reason that I want to serve him. And that's why I don't want all these people in this place that I'm with to know him because all that I has uh, living through and because even on those uh, painful seasons of my life and and no really painful and you know suffering uh, seasons I found uh, the hope <laughs> in being in those countries that just looking thousands and thousands of people walking and just living without the hope it makes me understand why you know why God teach me all that and the way that he was holding me all these years, uh, and for what? Danny, as you, as you look at it now, how would, would the 15-year-old you or the 20-year-old you have been ready to go to next? I don't think so. I would never even imagine that I was going to next and experienced those two months in in that country. I remember in my first two weeks, I was already on the field and I was sitting on the couch, like thinking, what am I doing here? Like, is this really what I would, like what I would do? And I was like, you know, at the same time, feeling so thankful that it's only God who brought you there, you know? So yeah, for me as a teenager, I would dream or imagine to be a basketball player, you know? or my 20s to degree with my career and do great things with my career. 
but standing there, sitting there, sometimes walking and seeing the people there one week and two weeks and not understanding. I don't, I would never plan or dream something like that, you know. I can say definitely that he can do his plans and his dreams are so greater and so better than ours, you know. So, no, would never change or imagine what I'm living now or what I was on my 15 or on my 20s. Mm-hmm. Do you see the next program as something that is useful, could be useful uh, for organizations like Hebacom and that type of organization in other parts of the world? So sending missions organizations in Asia or Africa, uh, the Caribbean, Europe. Uh, it's next a, a good step for them to use in, in people that feel like they're called to cross-cultural ministry? Yes, of course, I think. And what I'm feeling now after coming to my, for my internship, it's different. Uh, just the Danny that went to the place they came is too different. You know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not, but I'm not the same person. And it's because in that, that place, on the uh, time of my life, I was facing um, something different. And that's something that we don't experience here, where we are, where we live. You know, when God is moving us um, out of our comfort, our place that we like, that we love, and that we think that we're going to live in forever, <laughs> it seems like, well, who? it's too hard. But after it's been too hard and it's too difficult and it's too everything, it's been a stand on God's um, dream for you and for the people. So there's nothing more valuable valuable than, than that, than saying I'm going to next. And I love the name of it because next, it seems like God, the Holy Spirit leads you to more you know, to do right. your next step. And of course, it's not going to let you just have a good experience, vacations and great and have fun and go back. No, I, I think it's a, um, a good program to say, okay, Lord, I'm open for you to experience more of you, you know, and to uh, do my next steps to follow you and love these people wherever you want me at and keep trying more of him. So yeah, I think it helps us Latinos to experience a, another world, you know, it's, an, it's the, another part of the world. And sometimes we go out from our city and say, okay, yeah, the city of my country is different, it's very different. And we go out from our country and say, well, when we're Latinos, this is a different culture, you know, it's hard. And you go to another part of America and you say, oh, yeah, it's, it's hard, it's different. But you go to another part of the world and it's another level, mm-hmm. you know. But I can say that that level is another level of your relationship we got to. It's like something new. You're walking in a new ways and you are able to see more things that we cannot do by ourselves here. And not because God doesn't want us to do, but that's because we need to walk 
through, you know, to see and experience and say, no, I saw this, I experienced this, but after all, I want to follow him and, and of course, come back and share with more people from your culture, you know, from your family and say, well, it was hard, yes, but I love it. And I love the way God is, is working on the other part of the world. And he's not working only here in a small church and a small country and a small continent. He's, he's working all around the world and I want to be part of it. So I think it's very important for us as Latinos, as uh, Iberoamerica, to grow and to um, expand our vision, our tents, as the Bible says, you know, to go more over there and to know what we are doing and what we want to do in the future and where we want to see more people over there. Well, then kind of following up on what you just said, Donnie, what are the main obstacles? Uh, what are the things that hinder the Wesleyan church in Ibero, America, uh, for organizations like Helicom from recruiting and mobilizing and sending missionaries out uh, to serve in fields, both in Ibero, America, and outside, like you talked about, in, in uh, the greater world uh, outside of Ibero? What are the things that hinder that? I think the, the things that I experienced as those obstacles was sometimes within the, the lack of knowledge. I say, well, I don't know it. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Well, there's no way to do this. I will never know how to do this or experience, you know, or the lack of experience. No, I have never even experienced another city in my country, just how I'm going to do this to another part of the world. Or just the thought of, uh, we don't have money. <laughs> you know, we are in Iber America. We don't. Yeah. The money, it's something economic, financially, you know, it's always in our minds like, well, I have to do this first. And I don't have enough money to do what God is asking me to do, <laughs> you know, as I already sh shared as a 15 years old or 20. So I was like, I didn't finish college yet. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this? When I knew about my next uh, uh, experience, I was like, no, there's no way for me to have all the money. How am I going to do it? How, I don't even know anything about that culture, about that country, you know, but I think there are, that is something like that like the same things in our hearts, in our culture, in Latinos in Iberoamerica, like, and that's something used to stop us to walk with God, you know? And even sometimes uh, are we, we think that we don't know many things. We are trying to, to know the way and study how are we gonna do this or long structured process to, to make people come and, Sometimes we can face something that God is more easily and soft, like, well, this is what I want for you. And you have to do all, all these things that we are trying to put or, or do just to don't, don't make mistakes, you know? And especially for me, for us, I'm too perfectionist. And I'm, when I'm in this part, I'm trying to not make mistakes. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do many 
I realized that on my trail, like every day I was doing many mistakes and we can, I was being trained in many ways and it was very useful. Yes, it was. But I think we don't have to be or lose time in very structural process when God is, you know, training us in the way he wants or he's leading us. Every person or I mean, every country and every part of the world to to the way he wants us. He knows our culture better than us. <laughs> he mm-hmm. created us, right? So sometimes we're trying to see another cultures to to do what they want and we're we better should do what we are good on God's eyes. Well mm-hmm. he created us in this way and I'm from this part of the world and I can use this for God's glory, you know, in this part of the world. And it can be different for another country and even and from my from the same culture so yeah I think wow. those. that's great Donnie as we kind of draw to a close if you had the opportunity uh, to speak directly to people similar to you in that God is dealing with them about serving uh, and they don't know yet what uh, I think you're past some of this because you know you've got a path laid out before you right now. Uh, but if they don't quite know yet exactly what it looks like, uh, how would you speak to them to encourage them to follow God and what where He leads them? Uh, whether it's into full-time ministry within their country or if they're going to be like, marketplace multipliers where they have a career but but use that career uh, to testify about the goodness of Jesus or to cross cultures uh, which many people say I'll do anything I'll do anything God wants except I don't want to leave my home our home country I want to stay in my home country How, what would you say to those people Good well person. there's something that I hear a few years ago and yeah, somebody told me if you don't mobilize, you will fossilize. Okay. Like <laughs> fossilize. Stuck, yes. You will be stuck. And it reminds me the how God created us. He made us to follow after him, you know, to be open to him and to see his heart. And I had these moments in my life that I said, well, this is so painful i don't want to follow you now i want to be i want to care about me but having this um, very sincere relationship with him and being really open at the same time to say okay this is how i feel this is what i want this is what i was dreaming all my life and planning all my life and and i'm this in this season of my life but i want you first you more than all these things you know more than going to another country for me was learning how to love god like really love him and just learning to love him where i was in my city my home in my country i was able to understand his heart and his love for other part of the world for more people for more countries and (laughs) And one time I shared this and I said, 
the, there were many days um, that I was facing God's heart and I just couldn't say no, <laughs> you know, I love my career and what I do. I love my family and I'm a very patriotic person, <laughs> you know, I love my country and I, I love being a Latino, but when you are really facing um, God's heart more than an uh, offering, uh, it was no words for me. There was no more options for me to say, well, no, I don't want you. <laughs> I want this that you have for me, you know. And sometimes after I made my decisions of following him and stop my uh, college and say, well, I'm already the three years I want to stop it because I want to follow you a little bit. It probably sounds crazy for many people. And and after I made my decisions, I yes, I felt many uh, times I felt guilty. It doesn't mean I did the bad uh, decision. I was following him, you know, but it's a process to really understand that he knows what he says in the Bible. <laughs> it's true. When he says that he knows what he's doing with us, it's true. When he says that he knows what we got in our hearts and that's important for him, yeah, it's true also. And, and for me to really understand that he knows me and he knows what I love and he will make it happen at, this, at the right time after I love him and after I follow him, it doesn't, uh, it's still blowing my mind <laughs> in my heart. Like how? I, there's no way to do it again, to go back to college, but no, he can, he can do more things, you know, when I don't change all that I have left in back in the past or the decisions that I made for what I'm living now to being plenty uh, uh, with him, like really, uh, especially when I'm coming back from the next um, uh, internship, I come back to my country and see how people is living their lives. And it doesn't mean that I'm a special person, but I, I am being used by God, God's hand. And people is looking like, like you, like, I want that too, <laughs> you know? And that is some, I don't want to be a stand with them, like looking at somebody else, like, oh, I will, I would love to do that. No, I want to be useful really a tool in his hands so thinking on that way like i want to be used in his hand for his glory and another parts of the country and another part of the world uh, it changed everything more than thinking about what i want to do now and and understanding that he knows what i love my desires my deep desires you know my dreams and sometimes just saying well believing that my dreams, they're human dreams. <laughs> There's nothing in there. And his dreams can go far away, you know, take you where you have never imagined. And that's something I believe that nobody, if somebody believes that and leaves that, would never change for something else or for what the person has planned for his own life. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you for being open and uh, willing to share with us today. I was—I I don't know if this is possible or not. I don't know if you want to do it or not, uh, but I thought I'd give you the opportunity at this point to uh, 
if you want to share with the, the folks that are listening, what Hebacom uh, has planned for you? Is that something that you can share or would you rather wait and, and do it at another time? No, it's, it's fine. We are at the last part of our process, I think. There's not many more people. And we're the first people that are doing this. And we are so, we all are so excited that we finally are at this point, <laughs> you know. And after being in our internship, and the big question is, what are you going to do? <laughs> not only for people around us, but for ourselves too. What is next, <laughs> you know, or for your life? And and for me, um, I'm pretty sure that not only will, because Hibakan wanted to, but I believe that God is leading our leadership, our board uh, through this process. And we all are learning uh, to walk <laughs> to the point that God wants us. But uh, we have to, to finish Bible school. It's very important, uh, especially for unreachable and parts of the world that darkness is really having control and spiritual lives in there you know so finishing bible school is the next step for me and finishing college of course uh, that's something i want to do now and and experience three years of cross-cultural service in another country so now i'm going i'm going to move to another country in in, in our area, uh, yes, we, they speak in a different language. It's going to be a very cross-cultural. It's going to be very different. But it seems like that, that's what God is leading us to do, to experience a little bit more in here uh, before going to serve him full-time on, on the place he wants us to be. So I, I want to make sure that, that uh, the folks listening understand. Uh, Dani is going to move from her home country to another country. Uh, under the leadership of Ibacom, uh, where she's going to complete Bible school, she's going to complete college, and she's going to be involved in a three-year program of church planning and ministry cross-culturally. Uh, and this is not another Spanish-speaking country. This isn't a country that speaks a different language. So she's going to finish her, her college career, her college studies, and her Bible school studies in another language. Uh, and what a great way to prepare to go somewhere else and, and live in, in another language that's not your heart language. So uh, I just ask for you guys that are listening, uh, the missionaries that are listening to this, to just be in prayer for Donnie, to lift her up, uh, lift Ibakam up. Uh, this, is, uh, this is one of their first, they've sent people before, but never for three years. Uh, I don't think, Donnie, you tell me if I'm wrong. I think you'll be no, you're one, right. one of the first ones. So she'll be, she'll be doing some trailblazing and there'll be mistakes made. You already know that, uh, as you just talked about. Yes. Um, but she's willing to just say, to put her faith in God, knowing that he's got a, a path laid out for her and trusting the leadership in Ibacom. Uh, she goes, uh, we had talked before we ever started recording, she goes with the blessing of her national leader, her local church, uh, not without reservation. They'd love to keep her, uh, as you can imagine, uh, but knowing that God has this path laid out for her, they are uh, excited for to see what God is going to do in her life, as I am. 
so pray for her, pray for Hebekam and other people that uh, he is calling, that there would be a way made for them to go as well. Thank you, Donnie, uh, for being with us today. Uh, we may call on you again at some time in the future to uh, tell us how things are going along the way, if that's okay. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for having me here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If so, like, follow, or share, or you can comment here on the podcast site. Also check out the Facilitatorium blog at www.gpafrica.org under Facilitator M-Team in the menu on the left side of the landing page. We also have a Facebook group. Uh, if you're not a member yet, please uh, join up there, engage, uh, discuss, uh, put down topics that you'd like for us to cover. Uh, anything related to Facilitator M, please, uh, please engage there. And please join us again next time we have a Facilitator M podcast or check out our blog, which you can also find on the GP Africa website. Uh, thank you again for joining us today. I pray that this uh, helps you in some way or helps you help others in some way. God bless. Facilitator M family. Uh, this is Jim Rice, and I just wanted to give some clarification uh, to some facts that uh, we've recently become acquainted with. On the next uh, podcast with Danny, uh, that was not really, uh, not exactly a next trip. It wasn't next sponsored. It did use a lot of next principles, but it was a field sponsored internship slash trip. Uh, that was in cooperation and partnership with the uh, with Hippocom in the Ibero America. Um, so I just wanted to clarify and make sure that uh, everybody knew the facts of the of the situation and that it wasn't a, a next sponsored trip. It was a uh, area uh, field sponsored trip and that followed a lot of the next principles, uh, but wasn't necessarily a next program. Uh, thank you for, uh, for listening. Thank you for uh, engaging and commenting if you, uh, if you would do that and uh, bring that uh, you all have a great uh, day, week, Thanksgiving, and holiday season. Uh, blessings to you.